Hello, Eagles fans, and welcome to the Eagles Insider Podcast. I'm Chris McPherson, joined by Bo Wolf and Fran Duffy. Miss you guys. A little bye week there. You know, it's time to get away, but, you know, the Eagles are doing so well that you don't want to be away from the family, so to speak. We did a show last I, week. We did a show last week. I know. I know. But, you know, I but didn't mind the bye. You didn't mind it? <laughs> no, I didn't mind That's it. That's Bo's way of saying he didn't miss you. It, yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at the smile on his face. Of course he didn't miss That's me at true. all during it. So Eagles Bo Weekly. Trying yeah, to work it in work. there? Yeah, yeah trying yeah, to work yeah. it in. It didn't really work. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't worked it in there. Yeah, so. Bo made a trip to Cosmo, as you can see. Yeah, of course I made a trip to Cosmo. <laughs> yes. like, what else would I have done with did my Did you bio? drive up to New York just to see Cosmo and then drive home this time? Or was it? <laughs> did you stay no, all with his family? Stayed in New York this time. I actually had my 10th high school reunion. Really? Wow. I've got that coming up, I think. You guys make me feel old here. Yeah. What are you, at 25? Not quite that far okay. yet. So, 98, so it's been a while. 98 years since you graduated 98 years, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you are old. <laughs> I'm telling you. Wow. So, were you like the big man on campus going back to high school? No, like, I wouldn't you know? say that. I mean, I'm the big man on campus basically everywhere I go. Well, uh, yeah. But, so, there's no change. It's not like it felt any different, but. Uh, you know, it was weird. Some, I mean, how some many people I haven't seen in a long time? I mean, how many of your fellow alums have been in a Thirty for Thirty documentary? <laughs> work for That's a pro question. sports team? Uh, you know, That's it's a good question. Yeah, how many have have uh, uh, interviewed a player next to a vending machine? I guess I don't know. That is true. Multiple players next to multiple a players. Machine. Yes, yeah. couple Eagles Hall of Famers. You know, I, I I have to say it doesn't feel the same without the headphones, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm not quite as connected. It's not to as you. intimate. Yeah. No, definitely not. And well, Fran, how'd you enjoy your bye weekend? You probably you watched every game, didn't you? No, I didn't watch any. Really? Yeah, I didn't watch any. College? Uh, you watch Meg every college I, game? No, I. Me, Meg the and wife. I this is the difference no. in being married. This Meg is and I, it. Meg and I took a nice, a nice trip up to Rhode Island. Very nice. Uh, her cousin goes to Johnson Wells. Yeah, so we uh, took a trip up there, and uh, yeah, it was nice. Nice little wow. weekend. Wow. You were itching the whole time, though, weren't you? You were probably like, I had the, I had the Florida State Notre Dame game <laughs> on in the hotel. I'm not gonna lie, but no, it was a uh, it was a good trip. Came back not Sunday, bad. caught a little of the uh, Sunday night game, watched Peyton break the record. Okay, and uh, back in Monday, ready for the Cardinals. Yeah, parents came down from Jersey, had dinner with them Sunday night. There you go. Saturday, took my oldest son Julian on a Cub Scout trip for the day, a little fall festival action. Uh, Trent Cole will be very proud. Learned to shoot a BB gun, Kay. shot a bow yeah. and arrow action, some slingshots. So. Yeah, it was a it was a good time. At what point do you do you send him out for like a week with Trent in the wilderness? Oh my lord! The the funny thing is, when I first told him we were shooting BB guns, he was like, well, "What do we get to shoot? Animals?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I've never gone hunting in my life." So I'm like, "Where is he getting this from?" So uh, Trent would be would be very proud. That would be <laughs> totally different experience. though, sending him out there. Yes. I do have to, I do want to tell Trent though, just be like he'd be so excited. You know, trying to be like, oh, you got, you got to give him this bow, this arrow. Right. He probably outfit him. He probably would give him the whole Trent Cole gear from top to bottom. Well, see, we're in, we're obviously we're in the Xfinity studio. We're away from our normal uh, habitat here, but so Brian can't chip in. But maybe your son <laughs> could have the uh, the ETN experience with Trent Cole hunting. Ooh. One of our producers was out in the wild with uh, with Trent and was stuck on the ground in the bushes as a group of black bears. Was it black bears? Brown bears? Black, Black bears, bears walked wow. by, and Trent was on the on the on the comm saying, "Do not move; they will rip you to pee." And he <laughs> really? was stuck in the bush. Yeah. So, <laughs> if uh, if Julian wants a real taste of who was that? Like, it was Doug. So it was. That's uh, crazy. It's, 
There you go. It's the real they experience. Sp- they spray themselves with the pee and the, the That's a good question. I, I didn't nine. get into it that much. I yeah. think yeah, I don't think they're spray. I think they just you know, pee on real. each other. <laughs> 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 but yeah, if he, if he really wants to taste, he can. Uh, him and Trent can go out to Alberta. Was that, I believe it was, it was Alberta, Alberta, Canada. That's right. So that being was that, said, was that with uh, Jason Baboon? Was that it? was with Jason Baboon. That's correct. <laughs> okay, I remember that. Sip of the cap to the uh, to the cartoon Detroit Lions. It's the best of all time, I there would you say. Go. Yes. Uh, and and, Is that and, your and, and, it did, and it didn't really even get enough national traction, l- unlike later cartoons. But correct. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, I've been working on my um, my uh, rookie sophomore uh, fantasy basketball league. We're, we're having the draft ongoing. You're it's sick, man. One of the, my, my f- maybe Disgusting. my favorite fantasy league. Yeah. Just just fantasy. So. Other fantasy sports so tough to follow because you have to do it every single day. Oh, that's what I like about the rookie sophomores. The rosters are so small; you don't have to change your lineup very often. You're a degenerate. You would be. It's a you, great league. If you, if like, I feel like if you weren't what you are, you would be a degenerate gambler. Uh, well, yeah. There's. I'm. I'm already a degenerate. <laughs> degenerate yeah. Uh, You're just changing the noun after. That's all it is. So, uh, it's it's my favorite league. What can I say? How are you guys doing in our? Uh, in our fantasy our, league, our I took fantasy down Fandoil.com this week. Oh, there you go, Oil. big win. Uh, so I think I'm uh, four and three, or yeah, I think four and three. I'm yeah, three I'm and four. I lost to the zombie Damon Hepperling yeah. from ETN, who I just hides in the control room editing all day, and I'm probably just really when he's not editing game plan. I'll be overseeing him shortly. That's what I was gonna say. You know, <laughs> oh, I like that. There you go. I'll be overseeing him. Over, yes. just not overseeing. <laughs> over. I meant over. No, no, no. I mean over there seeing him. You'll be overseeing yeah. him. <laughs> that's right. That's fair. Um, I also pulled in an L this week. I had Lashawn McCoy and the Nick Falls on the bye. So, uh, good plan. Get those guys mm-hmm. back this week. And you didn't watch Fantasy Spin. That's right. With Bo and Joe. Yes. That being said, so Eagles five and one, second place now in the NFC East. I like East. that. Ready to pounce. Your thoughts on the. Uh, the results, if not watching, obviously very closely, how everything unfolded with uh, the Giants falling to the Cowboys and Washington getting the. Close I just wins. I find it so hard knowing that things are going to change so much in the second half of the season. Like I, I, I can't really think about uh, you know one game out of first place or or get even really even that excited about a five and one start for the Eagles because there's so much of the season left to be played. You think about years past, you know. The best teams in the first half of the season are not going to be the best teams at the end of the year. So I like the fact that the Eagles have racked up these five wins and they've really only played one complete game. Uh, whereas the Cowboys are sort of firing on all cylinders, but they're running DeMarco Murray into the ground. Uh, it seems like they are only they only have room to go down. I mean, maybe this is just wishful thinking, but uh, and maybe this is my midnight green colored glasses. But uh, I feel like the Eagles are still ascending. Uh, in terms of performance, and the, and the Cowboys are sort of plateauing. Yeah, I mean, right now, and you said it, right, it's a week-to-week league. I mean, ha- two weeks ago, Seattle, coming off that Monday night win, was they were world beaters, their offense was unstoppable, Russell Wilson's MVP, and now you look at that team and they're in, you know, all kinds of, uh, having all kinds of issues trading Percy Harvin, some of the other things that are being reported out there. Uh, Cincinnati, three or four weeks ago, was the best team in the league, number oh, one team amazing, in the league, yeah. and now three weeks later, you know, they're, you know, I think they've lost two of the last three, and Lots of questions tie. surrounding that team and, and the tie against Carolina. That's right. So, um, look, it's a it's a week to week league. Obviously, Dallas at six and one. They've they've earned it. They are what their record says they are. But uh, they have that. a they've heard that one before, <laughs> uh, Bill Parcells. But um, you know, 
they have a, a definite formula to how they win games, and they haven't been challenged yet to get away from that formula. And when they are, we'll see how it goes for them. I'm very interested to see if this is going to be the plateau for them, if they can maintain this high-level play throughout the rest of the season or at some point an injury here. I mean, their offensive line has been dominant. Right. It's amazing the protection that Tony Rome was getting. The holes are open up there for DeMarco Murray. Can this team sustain it, or will something come along the way? It's just a shame that the first Eagles-Cowboys meeting isn't until Thanksgiving. I know. And it's phenomenal that's on Thanksgiving. It's going to be an awesome game as long as the teams both go, keep going in this direction. Yeah, two games in 17 days. Yeah, but that's the thing, though, is that, okay, so you have to wait till Thanksgiving, and then two weeks later, not even pretty much, or just over two weeks later, they're going to be battling again. So, And that's going to be their, their head-to-head series for the season. What do you think was the wh- – you know how there's the, the reports of uh, the Cowboys had to get rid of Kyle Orton because the the relationship with him and Tony Romo was so strained. No, what no. do you think the deal was there's with that? I thought there was a Brandon Whedon joke coming. I thought so. That as well. was well. Yeah. That's obviously where I would have led. The, <laughs> yes. I would have gone down the road eventually. But what what? It's weird to me. Like, what's the what were what's the beef Kyle there? Kyle Orton and Tony Romo beef. That's a good about? question. About that's a good question. Maybe Kyle Orton wanted to see more out of the quarterback, saying you're not doing enough. That's a good question. Not sure enough leadership. I don't know. They're take. Hey, they've been taking the ball out of Romo's hands. That's you look the thing. at the amount amount of throws they had, and right. the amount of complete. I mean, fewer than twenty completions. Nick Foles hasn't had that all season, and that's been a couple times now for Romo. It's pretty much pound and ground, which you would not have thought with Scott Linehan taking over as the offensive coordinator. No, I mean it's good coaching because it's understanding what your flaws well, are and where. Maybe it could be. It could be sort of uh, short term uh, sacrificing the long term coaching. We'll see. Well, I mean, right now this is what's going to win them games. Yeah. I mean, they're not; they may not win games going away from what they're doing right now. So, obviously, you're hoping. You know, if you're the Cowboys, you're hoping that Demarco Murray is going to last you the rest of the season. Uh, I can't imagine they're going to get that kind of production out of Joseph Randall and Lance Dunbar. So, we'll see what happens if push comes to shove and and Murray is on the sidelines. Do you think that they'd get the production of quarterback with uh, with Brandon Whedon in for Tony no. Romo? No, I don't believe especially so. not. It depends on if it's a day game Here or a night game. Because if, <laughs> if it's a night game, it'll be past the bedtime. Wait past yeah. bedtime. There you go. Need a zinger in there somewhere. Um, this Sunday, Eagles travel to Arizona. Battle five and one teams. I think it was Randall Lou from the NFL communications department. Says the first time in. Is it Randall Lou or Lou Randall? I'm not quite sure. Okay. First time in their <laughs> long story history because they both used to be in the NFC East yep. that they'll have met this late in the season. Have had both team had this good a record or better. I mean, it's quite remarkable on that standpoint. I guess. <laughs> you know. Well, it's the first time. I think it was since 1978 that they're 5-1. and one. So, I mean, it's, yeah. been a, it's been a while since they've been this good this early. You know, and last year they were 10-6 and just missed the playoffs, arguably by that three-point loss in Philadelphia last year. So, you have a first-place team there. Eagles are in second place here. You know, it's quite amazing because neither team has – been firing on all cylinders, but both teams have found gritty ways to win football games this year. Uh, I was going to ask you about the Temple guys, Arians, Arians and Bulls. Arians, Bulls. Yeah. Uh, I believe there there might be one other Temple guy out there too. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I can't think of, but um, no. I mean, right now you you can't say enough with the job that those both those guys are doing. I mean that that defense, considering they've lost Darrell Washington, uh, John Abraham, Matt Shaughnessy. Uh, Carlos Dansby, Darnell Dockett, Calais Campbell's missed time as well. So uh, the job that they've done is just phenomenal. They've had to change really their philosophy going from last year to this year. Last year they were a nickel defense, played mostly you know three four base, 
and now they're they're a dime defense. They added uh, Dion Buchanan, the rookie safety out of Washington State. He's a linebacker for them in dime defense, and that's really their base defense. They play that more than anything else. And uh, look, they're an aggressive front. They play a lot of man uh, man coverage on the back end. Cromartie and Patrick Peterson might be the best duo in in football right now. Uh, How are they, they playing the though? Because teams have not been afraid to test them. And is that because the run defense has been so stout, number one in the league against the run, and they're just like, hey, we got to go to the air? Or are Peterson and Curry not playing quite as well as they did in the past? If you play a lot of man coverage, there are going to be times where you get beat. I mean, that's just the the fact of the matter is, you know, every once in a while you're going to get beat in man coverage. That's the nature of the beast. Um, Patrick Peterson is the best corner in the game to me. Really? I think he's the best corner in the NFL. Just in terms of his physical tools and the skill set that he brings, he's unbelievable. And Cromartie is incredibly well, physically talented, skill set. too. It's about the performance. Has he yeah. been playing like I, I think he's playing as well as he's ever played. I mean, okay. look, he's had some mental lapses. But, again, when the amount of times that you're playing man coverage, there are going to be times where you're going to be, get beat. That's better just than Bradley Fletcher? Better, better than anybody in the NFL. Okay. Did you hear Richard Chip Kelly gush about him yeah. at his press conference this week? So. Peterson is unbelievable. Okay. I mean, listen, I trust you. Thank you. You look at the offensive I, side of the football for the I Cardinals. I wanted to tell the, the uh, Michael Which Kendricks uh, story about uh, Todd Bowles. Oh, you got. Oh, okay. you do have to. You do have to go to this. Uh, yes, I think it's a good. It, it's a good example of how singularly focused football players are <laughs> during the season. Um, That's a good way to spin <laughs> it. But yeah, this was this was <laughs> last year before this was last, last year before year. Uh, before the Cardinals game, which was after a bye. And Michael Kendricks was asked about uh, Todd Bowles, who was his defensive coordinator for half the season of his rookie season. And Michael Kendricks stood there said, Todd Bowles from last year. <laughs> <laughs> and he had no idea who he was. I felt bad asking a question. I figured <laughs> it was like, a yeah, layup. Oh, yeah, nice guy. Nice guy, nice guy. And then later he remembered who he was. But yeah. the fact that the you know a year later you, you can't even remember your defensive your coordinator coach. is a good uh, – and it's a classic. It's a great video. Todd Bowles. Last year, <laughs> good, good Quick look at the offense uh, before we move on from here on the podcast. In past years, when we faced the Cardinals, it would always be about Larry Fitzgerald. That was the guy you had to start with, and that's the guy you had to stop. Obviously, it seems like it's a much more balanced attack now. That there's so many weapons. You have Andre Ellington and Stephon Taylor in the run game. You're gonna have Michael Floyd and John Brown, the explosive rookie, helping on the receiving game. It, it just seems like it's many different ways that this Cardinals team can beat you. Yeah, I mean, they're a vertical passing team. They like to get the ball down the field. A lot of shot plays, a lot of deep passing plays, uh, and they'll go at, go at you with a number of different ways. Andre Ellington, Ma- uh, Michael Floyd, John Brown, the rookie out of Pittsburgh State. Uh, really, they just come at you in a number of different ways, and I like the way that they've been able to spread the ball around. Carson Palmer, when he's been in, the, the Cardinals offense has been much more productive, particularly inside the red zone and on third down. Uh, with him healthy, they're a much better offense. I thought you were going to pull a, an Adam Kaplan there on John Brown with me. What's that? He can, he can run? He no, can no, really run? no, you would say, Fran, Fran, you and I were there you at the Shrine game with, with right. John Brown, and he stood out all week long. He like did, he but could, you know what? He did. He did. Didn't he? <laughs> he did. He did. But we thought he was too small. We're like, oh, he's maybe he's a really six-round pick or something yeah, like that. But right. he was like, we were like, wow, he's explosive. Very, How big very is he? Explosive. He's, he's small. He's, he's got to be 5'9". Yeah, five eight. Doesn't look it, though. He's small. And we were talking about it. We shot Eagles game plan this morning. And he's so small, and his helmet <laughs> is so big. He looks like like a like a pee wee football player <laughs> running around because his helmet's so much bigger than the rest of his body. But he is 
he is dynamic. He's a really, really good player for them. He scored a number of touchdowns already this year. Uh, they use him in the screen game. They use him in deep patterns. Really good route runner. Uh, he's turned out to be a really, really good pick for them so far. That whole rookie class on that team, right? They did a really, really good job. Buchanan's, uh, you know, making an impact. They have brought in Ed Stinson from Alabama, Kareem Martin from North Carolina. I mentioned uh, uh, Brown like, as I well. Like Kareem Martin. Yeah, Troy Nicholas, a tight end, is is getting uh, some reps as well. So, the, you know, they're getting a lot of production from the rookie class. All right, now let's bring on our special guest here on the Eagles Insider Podcast. Our special guest on this week's Eagles Insider Podcast, none other than cornerback Brandon Boykin. Brandon, welcome to the show. You came in at a very interesting time in the history of the franchise. 2012 was obviously a horrific season. Right. You dealt with that. You come in with Chip Kelly the next year, 2013 Eagles. Slow start to the year, but bounce back, win the NFC East this year. Five and one start. How different is it this year as compared to your first two years with the team? Well, I think my first year just in general was uh, from one extreme to the to the other for me. I think just coming in and being a rookie, not not really knowing what the NFL is about and then having such a bad year, um, it kind of just allowed me to know what the worst of the worst was right off the bat. So we could only go for it from there. Um, I faced a lot of adversity that year, and then, like you said, when Coach Kelly came in, things started to get better, and um, we're still building off of that. So, um, you know, I think I started bad, but um, that's as bad as you can get, and we're we're going we're getting a lot better now. Uh, I was gonna just I was gonna talk about this season, and, and because uh, <laughs> last year or last week rather, we were talking about it because it was the bye. We were going through all these superlatives for the Eagles season, and one of the questions was the Eagles storyline that we're most tired of hearing about. Uh, and I was thinking, well, well, let's see, what, what would Brandon <laughs> be? What, which question are you most tired of asking in the locker room? Am I most tired of get answering? Ans answering, yes. yes. Getting asked in the locker yes. room. Yes. Um, probably about myself, to be honest. Probably uh, about uh, what's particular. Yeah. yeah. Are, you, are you cool with being the nickel as opposed to outside corner? Do you eventually want to be an outside corner? Blah, right. blah, blah. I get asked that like four or five times a day. Well, that was my answer. And so so <laughs> that was if that's what I'm most tired of hearing about, I can't imagine exactly. what it's like for you. Every yeah. I mean every day in the locker room that's right. And there's four different people coming up to you at different times asking yeah. questions. So. Yeah, it's not all at once. It's like every three <laughs> it's minutes. Like, hey, oh yeah, because they'll they'll yeah. sidle over you like, Hey, hey Brandon. By, by the way, you know. <laughs> so oh, man. I mean how how tired are you of hearing that and, and, and how many different stock answers do you have yeah. in your mind for, for when someone comes up with, to you? And well, I mean, early on I used to say, you know, um, I'm doing exactly what I need to be doing and I'm focusing on playing the nickel position because that's that's what I am in this scheme. But now I just tell people, you know you know how I feel about it. Like, don't right. ask me anymore. I right. Mean, so uh, I'm not getting asked as much, but uh, every now and then somebody will still ask him. It's not going to change, so I'd appreciate it if, for future <laughs> reference, if anybody's listening to this, don't ask well, me. Well, <laughs> all it takes is one guy asking Bill Davis about it during the press conference, and then uh, then and then and everybody else has to write about it, so mm -hmm. they're all coming over to yeah. you. It's like, but it's like the PSA. Do not right. ask Brandon. Don't ask me. About his role. <laughs> well, certainly the shutout. Safety? Move to safety, maybe? <laughs> maybe safety. Yeah. We can talk about that. See, I would at least say the offensive positions, at least, because of yeah, how athletic explosive you can be. So. The do shutout, you, do though, you ever I get in, in Chip or uh, Coach Shermer's ear about getting an offensive play in there? Nah, I don't. Um, there's so much to worry about. I did, but um, there's so much to worry about now. Yeah. NFL's a totally different scale. I don't even think you could really be able to play both ways in a game, just the demand on your body. 
Um, not just one play? Not Maybe <laughs> one. But special teams and defense, then yeah. trying to play offense, that's a lot. That's a whole lot. What's the biggest challenge of playing inside at the nickel corner spot? Uh, I just think there's so much field that you have to work with. Um, not just anybody can play the slot. Nobody gives the nickel corners of the NFL as much credit as I feel like they deserve because there's so many different ways that a receiver can go every single play. Like, you don't have a sideline. Um, you know, you're not playing against a short field. There's always multiple options for the receiver, and you got to be able to take away all of that and take away the deep threat and, you know, play the run and all of that. So I think um, just really knowing that you got to have your leverage at all times, that's the most important thing. Um, you got to be quick enough to, to get where you need to be at the right time. From the standpoint of the shutout, Take us through how exciting those last few minutes were because guys have been close in the past yeah. to getting a shutout but <coughs> never able to seal a deal. How important was it for you guys against the Giants of all teams yeah. to be able to get that, that goose egg on the board? So well, the speak. last couple of minutes weren't – like they weren't exciting at all because they were moving the ball. Well, the dramatic as, – as fans watching it, it was dramatic and you're like it's 20 Well, we wanted the shutout yes. but like we realized, okay, they're in like field goal range and they kept calling timeouts. So we weren't sure, like, are are they trying to, like, get in field goal range right. so they don't get mm -hmm. <laughs> shut yeah, out? Yeah, that would have been sad. So we were kind of pissed off, but um, it ended up working out. We were able to get a sack. We were able to uh, continue to get pressure even late in the game. And uh, like you said, that's huge for us because we were going into that bye week, and we carried that momentum into the bye week, and, and you know, we were trying to build off of that for this week too. What was the uh, the Victor Cruz moment like? For you, because you were you were the guy covering him there, yeah. And so you go from okay, you know, he dropped the ball, that's good, uh, you know, no touchdown, and then you see that he's that he's actually hurt. How quick was that? What was that? What was that moment like? I mean, you automatically stop thinking about you know football and thinking about you know that guy because I mean this is his livelihood is is you know how he plays and makes his money. But um, when I heard him screaming once he like before he hit the ground, he was okay. grabbing his knee, um, so. Um, he started screaming, like really screaming. Um, and then I knew like it was real serious and I didn't see anybody kind of running on the field. So I went, I was signaling for somebody to come right. help him. Um, and uh, yeah, he was just, he was just screaming and he, you could tell that he was angry and upset about it, but um, we're all wishing him a speedy recovery. A great player. I enjoy going against him. So uh, hopefully he'll be back next year. Is that one of your, your favorite matchups? Absolutely. Because you get to play him multiple times, yeah. so, and, and he's always there. So. And it's always a good matchup. Um, he's one of the best re slot receivers in the league. And, uh, you know, that's that's everybody knows that. And, um, you know, everybody hated to see him go down. I think you were talking about before, does, was that you had said that that was your favorite interception from last year, the one you ripped away yeah. from him? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Favorite one I've gotten so far. Yeah. Even the Dallas one. Everyone would think yeah. the Dallas one would come to mind yeah. when you told me that one. Like, yeah, from an athletic standpoint, yeah, I could see why. Yeah. But now, how much will you see Larry Fitz? This Sunday, I, I think a good amount. I think um, you know he he lines up in the slot a lot. They motion a lot, so um, there could be times where he motions down, like the one and the two receiver are close. So I might end up guarding him, even though he's the the outside receiver. So um, they do a lot of different stuff, a lot of different bunches and stacks and things like that to try to basically trick the defense. But uh, you know we've been practicing it, we've been going over it, but uh, we're prepared. How did you spend your bye week? I was down in Atlanta just relaxing, spent a lot of time with my fam, um, enjoying the weather down there. It's still like 78 to 80 degrees mm -hmm. down south, nice. so I was able to, you know, put some shorts on and 
and and be and be relaxed. Second straight week, we've I, our uh, our rec league football game has been rained out today. I'm really uh, really bummed See, about yeah. it. <laughs> Brutal. Quarterback here. Is that right? Well, you know, I don't want to I don't want to toot my own horn. <laughs> 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 now, how much how much from a workout standpoint do you do during a bye week? Uh, <laughs> not too much. <laughs> really? Not too much to be honest. I um I actually went for a run, like twice, the whole week. Yeah, I went for a run twice. You got to give yourself yeah. time to just relax and get all the the kinks out, get your body back right, and then you know as a, as the week ends and you're about to come back to practice, you want to kind of rev your system back up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I I you know I feel good now. I feel like it was much needed, and I got as much as I possibly could out of that bye week. Because we know how much time you dedicate to fitness. Yeah. You've done photo shoots and everything else. <laughs> so you're, not, you're not afraid, you know, to show off the guns for the camera. So so I know how much time, you know, even yeah. in, like, the bye week or during yeah. the season you have right. to spend. Yeah. For, well, that. for me, like, um, my f- my fitness and me working out and stuff is totally different during the season. Like, I'll get big and bulk up, like, off season, and that's easy for me, like, because my body type. But during the season, like, I lose weight a lot or, like, okay. we're running so much that – I'll lose muscle mass really quickly. So for me, most of it is just like maintaining what I've already gained in the off season. So I don't really try to get any bigger or, um, you know, I just try to maintain my strength and, and maintain my weight. So how much weight will you lose, you know, during the course of a practice, a game? If it's hot outside, like a camp practice, like July, August, yeah. easily could lose like seven to eight pounds really? a day. A day. Yeah, and then you'll get it back for the most part, like gain, drinking water, eating. But um, that's kind of like the norm, to be honest, like six to seven pounds crazy. of water, water weight and, and just running. I need to start going to these practices. <laughs> <laughs> now, have you always been a physical freak? Um, as far as what? like In terms of your, from the athletic ability we've seen, from mm-hmm. the highlights of you doing slam dunks yeah. from high school, uh, you know, to your build, has that always come yeah, into Yeah, I mean – like it's always come easy and natural to me just being able to jump high and and run fast and things like that um but i was always like the skinny kid in in like middle school and really high school too like i was i was weirdly i was taller than everybody i stopped growing really okay yeah like i was i was probably like five eight five nine like entering high school but i i just didn't grow as much as i thought i would (laughs) but i was skinny and then around like my junior year when I realized I probably would get a chance to play at the next level, I started taking weightlifting a lot more seriously, and then my my physique was able to come up. Um, but yeah, I've always been athletic for the most part. Because did you have a, a picture of? Yeah, we were trying to figure out. Lane Johnson had tweeted this once upon a time, <laughs> and you know, we'll make sure we get this perfectly on camera there for. So, is, is this? That camera there. This here right here. Yep. So we not, get it up not there as bulky, but you know, the 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 cuts and things. <laughs> I might I might have had those around like six or seven, but he's he's definitely uh, well advanced <laughs> for real. We always we, you know everyone always talks about how there are so many former Texans on this team, but in the building in the Eagles building there are so many former Georgia guys. That's true. We've got we've got Mark LeBlanc working the uh, working the boards here. Yeah. Uh, you know a bunch of strength and conditioning guys, a yeah. bunch of media relations guys. Uh, is that weird for you? And 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 tell us about the the dogs season. What what are you expecting? Yeah, so it's it's not weird. It's actually cool having so many like Georgia alums and people here. Um, you know that you 
you know, you kind of knew back in college, um, me and Keith Grave, which was – he's actually my strength coach as soon as I got in college and all the way throughout. Oh, really? And he left and got here when I got here. So we've been with each other for the past, like, six years. Um, it, it's cool, you know, just to kind of still have that. And we talk about Georgia and root for him every week. Um, but I'm, 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 uh, I'm excited about my dogs. I think, um, you know, early on we've had some – some rough, rough, rough uh, starts, but our offense has been able to kind of carry us. And now, like, our defense is kind of catching on. And even though we're missing Gurley, you know, um, Nick Chubbs is, is, is doing what he's supposed to do. So, um, I think we'll be all right the rest of the season. What's your what's your uh, predicted final four for the playoffs? Predicted final four. Hmm. Everybody's on Alabama. I don't think they're really that strong. Okay, I like that. I'm, I'm liking Ole Miss and yeah. Mississippi State. But they got to play each other at the end of the year, so right. only one of them going to make it. I think Ole Miss is going to make it. Okay. I think Georgia's going to make it. I think Georgia's going to make it. Ole Miss. I like how you slipped that in there. Like, uh, Georgia's going to yeah. make, yeah. yeah. make it. Yeah, yeah you know Georgia's going to We don't even have to say that. Okay, so there's three left. Well, Georgia, Ole Miss, there's two left. Um, so, you're, so, so a Georgia-Ole Miss SEC championship game. Georgia. So Georgia wins, but but Ole Miss, that's their only loss, so they get into the Yeah, they'll too. still get okay, in. Yeah, that works. That's they're, they're, you know, they're tough. I think Florida State is going to get in still somehow. And that last one um, is really tough for me. I, I don't know. There's there's a lot of, you know. Don't don't give it to Oregon. There's too many Oregon nah, guys. Nah, I, I wouldn't <laughs> give it to Oregon. I wouldn't Michigan even give State it to them. maybe, a Big 12 no, team. I wouldn't give it to them either. I don't know, man. I really don't know. I thought Notre Dame was strong. They're still strong, but they, you know, they put on quite a show. So maybe if they don't lose anymore, they might okay, be able that's to sneak back. I guess. There you I go. think they're going to lose to USC. That's I mean, if you go, you go in the broadcast business, you know, they get, it's all about the strong opinions that's there. True. So put you on the spot there. George is going to win a natty though. If you that's, all, that's all. That's all you need. That's all that matters, yes. right? Yes, because you look right in the camera and declare right there that UGA national championship pr- celebration parade in Athens. I'll be there. Mark is he's just going crazy. Over Brandon Boykin, thank you very much for joining us here on the Eagles Insider Podcast. Best of luck for the rest of the season. See you.